0: Hello there! I am pleased to introduce to you Carol Topp, author of Microbusiness for Teens. She was our guest at a live IEW webinar a few weeks ago. Today we are playing for you an audio talk that she gave at a homeschool conference, 30-plus Microbusiness Ideas for Teens and Parents. Because the recording is nearly an hour, we'll go ahead and split it into two parts, playing both this week. And check out our show notes, where we link to any resources and websites mentioned. Enjoy. Another spin on old. Lots of lots of
1: um, micro businesses, especially run by the guys are uh, mowing grass. But you can expand that, new twist, and add things. I don't know if you have mole problems here, do you? Yeah, we have bad mole problems in in Ohio. But but mole eradication can be a great sideline business, and also um, cleaning up after dogs um there's there's a man in Cincinnati whose full time business is cleaning up of dogs and he charges ten dollars a yard more if you have multiple dogs, not a nice business but but lucrative. What do you think? Poop911 on your street. See? Yeah, I've heard other, they come up with the funniest names. Just do, Google doggy cleanup. There, you, you, know, you get a good laugh for a couple hours that way. But yeah, because there are people who are, you know, are working full time and it's, it's all they can do to get their lawn mowed. But if, if you're hired to mow the grass and you find out they've got dogs, oh, for an additional fee, I will clean up the dog stuff before I mow your grass. For an additional fee, you're doing extra work for them. Now, a lot of people are interested in sports, so how about some microbusiness ideas that are sports related? Um, here again, we've got to be a little careful about safety issues. So maybe insurance. I have a chapter in my book called "Running a Microbusiness." It's got the girl on the front cover, kind of an orange covered book. Sometimes you can add insurance to your homeowner's insurance you can add. Small business insurance, like home-based business insurance to your homeowner's insurance if you're, if you're quite nervous about this kind of stuff, okay? And you should be concerned. I'm not sure nervous, but concerned. Okay. Coaching or refereeing a sport is a good micro-business. Hang on a sec. I'll get to you in a minute. Is, is a, is a good, um, potential micro-business. Um, offering spirit wear, like, which means the, um, you know, the, the colors of your favorite team or, especially locally, like if, if uh, my local swim team would have loved to have somebody come and sell T-shirts in the colors of our team. We, we being a swim team, a local swim team didn't get as much attention as the high school football team. So your student might be able to go to um, places that don't have somebody Meeting their spirit wear needs. And I, I know I've seen kids that will do those parachute bracelets. You know what I'm talking about? Parachute cord? Yeah, just do them in the colors of the different teams and they would sell them at the football games or the swim meets or something like that. Photography that's sports related is also good. I will photograph your kid on the sports game or the team, the team pictures, something like that. And also equipment care and cleaning. I, there might be more here, email me, write a comment if you think of a sports related microbusiness. what did you have, what did you have in mind? Self defense classes if you're skilled in martial arts, that's true, that's true, that'd be pretty cool, um, or, or even just um, a little more like tutoring but in a sport. Like, I, I know people that, you know, like, there are people that will check out your golf swing, right? Or your, I know a student, he was good at baseball, and he would work with younger kids, uh, their swing, their swing was wrong, that kind of thing, and just work with them. Or, I have hired, um, uh, older kids who were on the swim team and very good at a particular stroke to work and give my daughters a few lessons, cause they just could not get that butterfly, you know? It was just a weird looking stroke and they, she was not doing it right, even though I had her in lessons. Couldn't give her the personal time she needed to get her, to get her butterfly right. So, those kinds of things. Great microbusiness. It's sports related. I sell electronic books. This card is just the way to deliver the electronic book fee. This is one of my giveaways. So electronic books, they still have a sales tax issue, Ohio and 26 other states. Add sales tax to electronic products. But anyway, I have to pay sales tax when I sell an e-book. <sighs> yeah, it didn't used to be that way. But anyway, at least I don't have inventory with an e-book. But anyway, books can be a good product-based business. Jewelry. A lot of girls, um, think about starting jewelry businesses. Which, which is, which is, uh, good if they are creating very unique jewelry. So this one, he was a guy. He came up to my booth uh, at a homeschool convention recently, and he showed me what he did. He would take wire, usually gray or black, because guy colors, and, and he would show me the rings he made, and he, I think he made some bracelets. I said, those are really cool. You should sell those on Etsy. And he said, what? And he was a guy He didn't know about Etsy, and so I had to introduce him. You all know what, guys, you know what Etsy is? This wonderful online Craft store is really what it started to be, but now it's this wonderful place where you can sell your very unique designs, but you're dealing with shipping, okay? But anyway, um, other things I have seen done are resale clothes. Again, in the video, you'll meet Libby, who started a micro-business shopping and reselling clothes, okay? And designer clothing and accessories. Again, it needs to be pretty unique. When I... um, when, when I present this, I had to fly here from Ohio, so I packed lightly, but sometimes I will bring along this candle that um, was produced by a kid named Hart, Maine, in Ohio, and it's a man candle, meaning it has manly scents. His sister had started selling candles, but they had girly scents, so he wanted ones with manly scents. So the sample I usually bring you, so you just have to imagine this, is uh, New York-style pizza. And it smells like pizza when you burn it. He also sells candles that smell like dirt and freshly mowed grass and grandpa's pipe and very unique candles. And he's very successful because he took something very common and put a very unique twist on it. And guess what candle company is now selling candles with man scents to them? Yankee candles. Yeah. Heart started it. Cake pops. Yeah, made with cake, cake mix. And shaped into a lollipop, and they're really good and addictive, and probably loaded with calories and sugar and fat. Okay, (laughs) this is the most. These are the most unique ideas I have ever come across. Chicken diapers? Do you put diapers on them? Do they stay outside? They stay out in the chicken coop, though. They don't come in the house. Like this chicken. This is in somebody's house in their living. But see why they need a. You know why they need a diaper, right? I also saw. I put it on. I saw on Facebook recently a little chicken harness. Like I guess people put a little like like a leash, a dog leash or dog harness, and I, do you walk your chickens. Do you walk your chickens? No. <laughs> I don't know. With their pets. So anyway, might put webs. Well, then they, jewelry store cleaner had to. They only had a few hours overnight. But yeah, and I asked about you know like, do you clean up after the trance? I don't know. Tarantulas is not as bad as chickens. I almost guarantee you that. Okay. (laughs) Any questions or comments? I think I hit about at least 30 ideas. You can, you know, you can take any of these ideas, adapt them, think about them, try them for a little while, change your mind, try something else. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we might get to that. That's, I, ho- I wrote a whole book on that. <laughs> I would try to give you my spiel. Let me give you a few pitfalls to avoid. Starting with a partner. You talked about these kids making a movie together. Now, that's okay if you're just doing it for fun, mom, but don't ever as a minor, form a partnership with another person as a minor. Uh, it's got legal implications that are horrible, okay? Um, I don't even like partnerships for adults, unless you're going to hire a lawyer write up the partnership agreement and you're a group of professionals like lawyers or doctors or accountants who don't trust each other to begin with so they have partnership agreements. I say partnerships, business partnerships are like being married but you're not in love because that other person can commit you to debt and can spend money without your permission just like marriage, okay? <laughs> so please avoid partnerships. Please avoid just going into business with friends. Maybe siblings is Okay. But do not go into business with your friend because you won't be friends anymore as a teenager, okay? Wait for adulthood and have a couple businesses under your belt before you agree to work with a partner. I've never heard a good partnership work out other than something like a law firm, okay? Okay, pitfalls to avoid. This is hard with his man candle. See what kind of issues Hart has to deal with? I love this picture. And you can see he's still kind of a young guy there. He, he was so popular, his candles went viral, and he had to hire, can you see that gentleman in the back there? That's one of his grandfather's friends to help him manage the business so Hart could go to high school, right? So he's got to deal with inventory, shipping, sales tax. I just want to encourage that: Don't stop if you have a fabulous idea like Hart did with these manly candles. But um, what's that one? Mongolian-style barbecue scent. I don't want that much <laughs> ooh, ooh. anyway i i don't I don't necessarily want to discourage you if you have a great product, but just realize there are extra challenges if you're going to run a product based business as opposed to a service based business as a teenager with a micro business also please avoid copyright infringement so i i um you cannot you can you, ideas cannot be copywritten but Please don't copy someone else's material for your blog. Do not copy their photos and put them on your website. Please do not copy logos. What this girl did here is illegal. Do you know why what she did was illegal? Whose franchise is she infringing upon by copying it right there? The NFL. And they are darn serious about the improper use of their logos. That San Francisco logo belongs to the San Francisco 49ers, and she did not have Permission to copy that. To get permission to copy a logo, to be a licensed, uh, you know, uh, what do they call them, to to, to use the the licensee to make products with the logo costs, I don't know, thousands, millions. I actually emailed her. This was up on on her ItSy page. And I emailed her saying, gosh, how did you get the NFL's permission to use their logo on your cute shoes? Well, she never emailed me back. And it was kind of my way of saying, you don't have the NFL's permission to use the logo, so stop doing it. If she had just put the colors, would that be okay? Yeah. If she had put the word San Francisco, is that okay? Yeah, maybe even 49ers, but definitely went over, stepped outside of the legality of using it when she put the logo on. So don't do it, kids, okay? Don't do it. Also, if you're going to use somebody's words, you must ask permission to quote them. Must ask permission. You do not have permission to. Um avoid debt, we talked about that avoid some licenses, be careful about food health related, we talked about child care, I could put that up there um, you know Um and be careful about zoning, if you're going to run a business and especially if customers are going to come to your home be careful about your zoning laws you may have to go get zoning permission I'm zipping through this Um I've got some resources a, a podcast called Dollars and Cents why don't you start filling out the green slips for those who came late Elena's going to give you some green slips. I, I do appreciate any feedback you feedback you have for me just about you know what you heard me say or what microbusiness you you recall or what you're thinking about. Um, so I have this podcast. Oh, the reason I want the green slips back is we'll do we'll do some drawings. I have some videos and ebooks for you. Okay. So on the podcast I frequently will talk about microbusiness and some aspect so you could check out dollarsandcentsshow.com. I am running a convention special on the books, um, uh, which includes the hour-long DVD. So come come visit, talk to me, and take a look at the books. They work really well in a homeschool co-op. I've taught it uh, in a homeschool co-op, but really enjoyed it. Each student ran their own micro-business, but yet they came each week and talked about the next chapter in the book and what they were doing in their micro-business and how to help each other and network each other. Here is my website. In terms of the taxes question, Write down teensandtaxes.com. That's another website I have. It gets a lot of hits on April 14th and 15th. <laughs> um, a lot of hits on those two days out of the year. So in general, the, the taxes, you're, it, it gets a little complicated, more so than I can do in five minutes. But I did write a book, Teens and, Teens and Taxes, and also this green book, appropriately green, Money and Business, in a micro-business, covers the taxes a lot. But basically, when your teenager runs a business, there are three taxes that they need to be aware of. Federal income tax, we all know about. Okay, If they make more profit, the, the threshold for a teenager um, filing an income tax return, you can write this down, $6,100. That would be profit or wages. If they make more than $6,100, they will owe federal income tax. That uh, changes every year that that 6100 is the same as the standard deduction for a single person. They can still be a dependent on your tax return. They have to file their own tax return, though, if they're working a W-2 job or, or a micro-business. The second tax they have to worry about if they're running their own business is self-employment tax, which is the same as Social Security and Medicare for self-employed people who run their own businesses. That's 15% of their profit over $400. That $400 threshold is incredibly low and hasn't been adjusted since the 1960s. So when my daughter tutored, she didn't know any federal income tax because she made, you know, two or three thousand dollars. She was tutoring um, uh, math and she gave piano lessons, but she had to pay self-employment tax of 15% on the profit of her micro business yeah i don't like it either but it is the adult world and you're trying to you're trying to raise taxpayers ladies and gentlemen you're trying to raise taxpayers you know what i mean and the higher your taxes means you're very successful <laughs> that's not the way we see your bill none of my clients feel that way but anyway uh, and the third the third tax they might need to be concerned about is sales tax if they're selling a product to the final purchaser Most most uh, services are not sales taxable. That's another idea why I encourage teenagers to think about service-based businesses, not product-based. Whew. Questions at this point. We're going to draw some names. Can you pass your green slips to the center and and Elena will pick them up? Questions you have at this point. That was my really quickest discussion on taxes I have ever done. (laughs) More to learn, but those are some thresholds to be aware. Yes, if... Yeah, thank you. He said, occasionally in a microbusiness, you might hire an independent contractor. And I was talking about my virtual assistant. I've also hired cover designers and book editors. They're not my employees because I'm only hiring for a temporary amount of time for a specific job. And I pay them as independent contractors. As the business owner, I have to give them a form called a 1099 miscellaneous, and a copy goes to the IRS if I pay that person more than $600 in a calendar year. If your teenager works for somebody as an independent contractor and they get this 1099 miscellaneous at the end of the year, maybe you thought they were supposed to be an employee. I've got a lot of stuff. They've been kind of scammed, if you will, or at least... Uh, there there are legitimately teenagers who work as independent contractors, but realize then if they get a 1099 miscellaneous at the end of the year, sorry, I'm going into my tax prep CPA mode here, they're going to have to file a separate tax return called a Schedule C, which is the business tax return, to report that 1099 miscellaneous income. Okay, But there might be deductions against it. Yeah. Uh, that's correct because from self-employment, no money has been withheld and they still owe self-employment taxes, Social Security and Medicare taxes. Teenagers are more affected by that, social, that self-employment tax than paying income tax. And with a $400 threshold, it takes nothing to make $400 for a teenager these days. Yeah, everybody's taking the electronic books. That's cool. That's fun. It's a neat way for me to deliver it to you. So when you go, and um, by the way, folks, if you want to buy that electronic book card, I have some of them. Um, you you get a unique access code, you go to the website, and you can download the book in Mobi, Kindle, or e, or um, I, that's redundant, Mobi, EPUB, or PDF, whatever version you prefer. Make sure you do it on when you have a good Internet connection. And on a and on a, a device like desktop or laptop, so, so that you could then plug in and move it to your e-reader. Okay. So, any other questions? Because I think it's time that we move on to our next one. Yes, one more. Yeah, I'm at Homeschool CPA. I'm across from Mardell, and I think Miller Pez and Papers is like right around the corner. So yeah, I'll be here all weekend. I'm doing a workshop tomorrow for homeschool leaders, and I think I already said another one on becoming a published author. So. Yeah, come by, stop by. I'd love to talk to you about micro-businesses.
0: Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Stitcher or just visit us each week at IEW.com podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Poudois and the team at IEW, I thank you for the privilege of allowing us to partner with you on this educational journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking.